0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus today. Members podcast on the 7th of the 7th. I remember being at school on the 7th of the 7th 77. I was 16 years old. I remember that day. 7th of the 7th, 2023 today. This is general advice only not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances and let the carnage begin. My spidey senses were working rather nicely yesterday. We sold BHP and Macquarie in the one-stock portfolios. And yes, it looked like I was trying to fudge a few extra cents out of the spreadsheet. I have fixed that up this morning. Sale price on the open yesterday. And we also sold the stocks in the Ideas portfolio, Adairs, Harvey, Norman, LaVissa, and FMG. And thank goodness we did Most of those are down 2%. In fact, Levisia is down 4.7% since we sold it on the open yesterday. And I also sold the REIT ETF, SLF, in an environment of hawkishness. REITs are going nowhere. So sold that as well. So sitting with cash in the one-stock portfolios, sitting with cash in the ideas portfolio, or the no-ideas portfolio, as we call it when we're in cash, and really, the debate today is, do we buy S-NAS, short NASDAQ, or B-BUS, short S&P 500 geared, or indeed B-BOZ, bearish ASX 200, or BEAR, bearish ASX 200? Haven't done that. I think this... Little sell-off is not necessarily a precipitous moment. It is just a moment. So still holding the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 in the strategy portfolio, the ETFs in the strategy portfolio. Got to say, big tech seems quite resilient. The big test, of course, is the results season coming up. I have published the US results season calendar today. You can have a look in my section. It's also under the extras tab and really, the big tech sector, which is bloated with gains, really needs a good results season to keep that momentum up, or at least to keep the prices up. If we see 20 30% growth in AI and cloud revenues, then it'll justify where the big tech stocks have got themselves. So a bit of a risk if that doesn't materialize. Sorry, not in our extras tab, in our tools tab. So you can see the calendar in the tools tab, and just to give you the outline, Look on that. The result season starts next Friday, as usual, with the big investment banks, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. Citigroup's not that big, actually. And the big tech stocks don't really start till Monday, 24th of July with Microsoft. Google the next day, Meta the day after that, Amazon the day after that, so it goes on. So we're two weeks away from the big test for big tech. Anyway, still holding our NASDAQ and S&P 500 ETFs. There are no sell signals or or anything on those on the NASDAQ, just a little bit of a peak at the moment from overbought levels. So still holding those, but cashed up in Australia in BHP and Macquarie, cashed up in the ideas portfolio as well, and now sitting back contemplating what to do next. A position of power holding cash can do anything you like. The reason the market sold off so much in the US, the Dow Jones was down 366 points, which is 1%, just over 1%. Notably, the Nasdaq only down 0.8%, S&P 500 as well. So there's nothing precipitous going on here. But the reason for the sell-off is bond yields. Bond yields in the US, the two years gone above 5%, the 10-year above 4%. And have a look at the charts in my section of bond yields here and there. And bond yields are going up. And the message for the week, for the day, for the week, for the month, possibly for the year, is that central bank rates are staying higher for longer. There is now a 91.8% chance of a US rate rise on the 26th of this month. And if the bond market's to be believed, there's a 55% chance they will go up again in the couple of months after that. Pushing bond yields up overnight were the weekly jobless numbers, which were higher than expected, and the ADP payroll numbers, which is a private sector payroll numbers, which came in vastly higher than expected. And that comes just ahead of the jobs numbers tonight. So the jobs numbers are a bit of a risk tonight. Then there's a CPI number next Wednesday. Both of those seem to be more risk than reward. And it's rather why I haven't bought S now or B-Bus in the ideas portfolio, because it's just an utter gamble on what the jobs number does tonight. The whole thing could reverse for the better or take another leg down. We don't need to be gambling. We need more of a trend rather than a bet. So we'll see what the jobs numbers do tonight. And then the CPI number next week. I have, by the way, listed in my section the obvious ETFs, as I call them. I really wouldn't be using actively managed ETFs, in other words, ETFs that have a human involved, some smarty pants human. I prefer the ETFs that are passive, that can be run by a computer, that don't have employees. And I've listed those for you in the newsletter today, the ETFs over the Australian market and the ETFs over the US market, and highlighted the bearish ETFs for those of you that do want to have a punt. I've also listed today the glass half empty factors. quick run through of those is the RBA this week paused rates, that was as good as it gets. It lasted for one day, and then we've sold off ever since. So if that was as good as it gets, then it's not enough. The RBA are also expected to raise rates that maybe their pause this week was a mistake, expected to still raise them two or three times this year. Fed are obviously expected to continue to raise rates starting on the 26th. Strategists are talking about a recession risk hanging over the US with a 100 basis point inversion in short and Bond yields at the moment, which is a harbinger of recession. Equities are ignoring the rise. This is another common strategist comment at the moment. Equities are ignoring the rise in US bond yields. Another strategist comment is that the big tech rally is bloated with gains and that leaves them more vulnerable than tantalizingly attractive. In other words, they are overbought. Goldman Sachs is warning about a market top for a number of reasons. The Chinese stimulus has materialized and if it does the suggestion is that it will not impress and then we've got the jobs numbers tonight which i think offer more risk than reward so best to stand back and then we could look at some of the charts like the nasdaq stalling no sell signals nasdaq stalling and then there's the other far more important factor than all the macro stuff is i'm going on holiday on sunday week and the market always falls over when i go on holiday other little observations in my section one is mfg dropped what was it eight percent yesterday after some funds under management numbers some quite sensible people have been buying MFG Henry's been talking about it it does need it is a stock market stock it needs the market going up so that has dropped sharply dropped again today that'll make a nice trade when this market bottoms we'll be buying things like Macquarie but MFG having shown a bit of form recently will doubtless see buyers when the market starts to sort itself out, which doubtless it will do at some point. So MFG on the back burner as a trade on a market bounce. And also a bit of an income idea. You probably saw Citigroup downgraded the platform's hub and net wealth on Wednesday, and the shares fell 3%, both fell 3% or so, they downgraded earnings by from 3 to 10%, saying that they're going to lose money to an increased allocation to term deposits as interest rates rise and on the back of that lower client activity and fund flows in the second half of this financial year. And then there was this other comment in the financial review yesterday about the chief investment officer of Australian Super saying they now have 18% of their members' money in bonds, which is up 70% from this time last year. In other words, as interest rates rise, term deposits are back. And the obvious thing is sell equity, expose stocks and buy beneficiaries of rising interest rates. One of those is Challenger. Challenger, of course, sell annuities. As rates rise, the appetite for annuities will come back. I've put a bit of a stock take in on Challenger today. The yield is sort of 5 to 6%. PE is reasonably cheap, 14 times. Share price trend is good. Bottom of the trading range. It's not really a trading stock. Most brokers like it. Average target price is 6.7% above the current share price. It's not a sexy stock. It's not a trading stock. Stock, but if you want to tuck it in an income portfolio, it should benefit out of this hawkishness that's going around. And there we go. Henry has a bit of strategy stuff today, talking about jobs and where the markets go from here. He's also looking at JLG and WBT. WeBit is one of the few stocks going up today. And he looks at DUR JuraTech solid trend. And he has asked the analyst tonight at five. 30 p.m. So you can register through his section. And there we go, a load of technical scans today. Have a look at those. I thought there would be a heck of a lot more sell signals this morning after the 80 point fall in our market yesterday. Maybe tomorrow, or rather Monday, there will be a lot more sell signals after today's 120 point fall. Some of the observations, there continue to be weekly buy signals on Bank of Queensland, though I wouldn't be buying anything at the moment. There is a buy signal on WBT, which Henry writes about. And Latin Resources, yes, there is a sell signal. Just how faithful are you? CSL, ugly chart, still going down. Temple and Webster, overbought, can't understand why it's sitting up there. It's almost doubled since March, and seems to have forgotten there's a consumer discretionary sell-off going on. And also St. Barbara Mines, I've got one broker's comment in there, very keen on St. Barbara Mines, they are. They think this is the epiphany moment. It jumped yesterday. New management trading less than cash and investments. Its operations are in for free. When anyone ever says that, when you've got a listed company that has more cash than its market cap, I always say yes, but if you give a dollar to the village idiot, how much is that dollar worth? And If you give a dollar to a resources company I'm sorry, it's not a dollar It's a license to spend So I'm never too taken by a company's cash backing, especially not when it's a resources company. But there you go. It has been an absolute dog of a stock for two or three years now and suddenly showing a bit of form and some brokers quite like it. Right, that's about that. Henry notes thin volumes today. Seems everybody's out on school holidays. I am going to the city for lunch. I have to say, hard to find a restaurant that's open on a Friday. It seems the city, or the CBD, is a desert town on a Friday, and some of the restaurants are open on Wednesdays, but not Fridays. Can you believe that? Anyway, our market down 125. Dow futures have gone from being down quite a lot to up 10, which is slightly encouraging, but everything depends on the jobs numbers tonight. Tech sector leading the market down, down 2.5%. REITs also down 2.3%. REITs don't like higher interest rates. Gold sector down 2.4%. I could run through them all. It's all pretty ugly at the moment. That's about that. I'll be back with the weekend email tomorrow. Henry on Ask the Analyst tonight, 5.30. You have a fabulous day if you can. Hopefully you did some selling yesterday with me. If not, have a look at my section today. I've repeated some wisdom from from an economist. Economists at big institutions are or have one job, and that is to keep all the customers calm. The last thing anybody wants at a big product-selling institution Institution is to have customers wanting to sell. Anyway, one I have to say highly respected economist has wheeled out a few comments today in the midst of a wobble and says it's important for investors to adhere to long term investment principles as periodic setbacks in shares are normal and attempting to time the market can lead to real losses. During uncertain times, it is advised to ignore excessive negative returns and stick to an appropriate long-term investment strategy. Don't you go selling any of our products, is what that says. Anyway, predictable stuff from a big institutional economist this morning as the market falls over. Let's see what the jobs numbers do tonight. That could write us or not.